Geek with your hosts, John. If you only knew the power of the dark side. And Matt. I'm Batman. Join them as they embark on a journey through pop culture, sharing the good news, everyone. Hello and welcome to Good News Geek. You may have noticed our intro's back. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good and I'm happy to hear those uh, those sounds once again. <laughs> yes, it's been remixed with a song we're actually allowed to use, so that's very good. And you are joining me via Skype, not in the studio today. Yes, we are, we are showing our obedience to the social distancing rules. That's and, right. Uh, uh, Flattening that COVID curve. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately or fortunately, depends on who you are, we can still see each other. We, uh, we have video up. <laughs> uh, you guys will only get our audio, but we can still see each other. Yes, and the reason that you're only getting our audio is because we like you and we don't want to traumatise you. <laughs> yes, that is correct. We do like our uh, our couple of listeners, and uh, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we don't, want, we don't want anybody running out of the house exactly in, in sheer panic at the moment. Precisely, and we will be mentioning the pandemic throughout tonight. Probably, I mean, it will come up in conversation. I imagine at some stage there will be attempted humour, and it's not to like make light of the you know the serious situation, but to help alleviate the anxiety associated with it. Hopefully, uh, and coming up in. Episode 27 of Good News Geek will be discussing how we're keeping ourselves busy at home, something that's very important at the moment. We're recasting the classic action flick Die Hard, which will upset everyone, and that is the point. Listing our favourite plague-tastic movies, because why the hell not? And we'll be speaking to a fan about their unpopular opinion. But first, the news. Everything in the news is depressing. With all it the is. shooting delays, etc., um, there's not much report. So rather than update you on what's happening around the globe, we'll just go straight to the show. So Matt, you know that I shouldn't name anything. No, you uh, have a uh, an interesting sense of humour. <laughs> Interesting's a word, I guess. Yes. Uh, so this next segment is called "How Won't Open the Bay Doors." Not probably a good sign for what we're going to discuss. Well, I mean, it depends on the uh, the context, I suppose. Well. Uh, Because we're all doing our socially responsible thing and staying indoors as much as we can, I was wondering what people were doing to entertain themselves. So I went and uh, went to write a Facebook page. In fact, I was in the middle of doing so, asking what people were doing to keep entertained. What are they watching? Anyway, Yolanda, my wife, accidentally Mm -hmm, accidentally, uh, knocks the power to the PC. So everything shut off. So that post didn't happen. And she joins us now. Yolanda, you finally managed to invade our podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, um, just to confirm for everyone, you are my wife. Yes. Excellent. You're not. You are. You are, you are here are on your own. Willing for- wife. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just to get that clear, I wasn't pointing a blaster at her uh, when we were getting married. So, what uh, I wanted to ask and get you along here too, because you were responsible for me to not being able to ask our fan base, is what we're doing. So, Yolanda, because you're the guinea pig and you're brand new here, we're going to start with you. Tell us what you've been doing to keep busy. Firstly, in my (laughs) defence. Okay. I was trying to plug something in for you under the desk, (laughs) which is very tight and squishy little spot there, and I was doing it not by sight but by feel. Well, so it was an accident. <laughs> I'm sure it was an accident. And, you know, it was very nice for you to help me. But, yes, yeah, so I should. Um, so <laughs> what are you doing? Yes, um, I've been – oh, well, I've finished it now. But I was watching a Netflix series called Travellers. Okay. Which I quite enjoyed. Right. It's definitely not something I could watch with you. And why couldn't you watch it with me? Because you pick on science. 
pick on, <laughs> no, I, I pick on shows that try to be sciencey but aren't doing it right. I think you either have to go the whole hog mat or you, you just make it fantasy kind of sci-fi or you make it more accurate sci-fi. So you don't like shows that have terrible science yet you like Discovery. But Discovery is terrible in other ways too. That's true. So it kind of evens out. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> Stop picking on Discovery, Matt. I know that's your bugbear. And my unpopular opinion <laughs> is that it's not too bad. But more on that later. Okay, so you've been watching Travellers and yeah. you've decided to watch it without me because I'd annoy you? Oh, no, because I know that there are elements of the show that you would pick at and I enjoyed it. I don't dig too deeply into things when I watch them. I just watch mm. it. I'm not, I don't know, clever enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't put yourself down, though you're probably right. Matt, what have you been doing to keep busy? I was actually talking to somebody about this uh, earlier in the week uh, and I came to the incredibly depressing conclusion that this whole social isolation means that my uh, social life hasn't really changed in the slightest. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it definitely says a lot about me. The only real difference that has come about, apart from us doing this podcast uh, over Skype instead of face-to-face, is that my regular uh, Monday D&D group uh, are trying to work out a way of doing that online as well, uh, right. which we had the first attempt of last night um Mm -hmm. which was definitely a uh, more of a technical bug test than anything Mm -hmm. um but other than that you know i've just i go to work still uh and i go home um i'm trying to keep busy i've uh, decided to try to learn a new language and teach myself photography so we'll see how long that uh, lasts fantastic i can definitely vouch for photography being something that's worthwhile I've been trying to keep busy. I've been playing the Xbox. Nothing exciting. Cricket. I've been thrashing out the cricket on career mode. And so you don't have any sports to watch on TV, so you're making it yourself. Exactly. Uh, I wanted Yolanda to buy the new AFL game, which she's going to do at some stage uh, next week, I believe, so I can have some footy as well. So it's going to be quite novel. I'm going to have footy and cricket in the same sports season. Do you put bets on your own games? <laughs> no, because I'd still find a way to lose. True. <laughs> Obviously thrashing out YouTube and Netflix. Nothing in particular really, though I have picked up a new hobby in anticipation. Mm-hmm. My um, five-year-old loves music, and so what I've decided to do is try and learn the guitar. So oh, wonderful. I've gone and bought an acoustic guitar and have started doing online courses. It's not sponsored, so I'm not going to tell you through who. So, yeah, I've been trying to do that just to keep myself entertained because – I'm working from home at the moment. Uh, Normally my job involves a lot of visiting and being out in the public quite a lot. And because I am high risk, um, I've been effectively grounded and uh, am working from home pretty much full time now. So not that uh, being at home with Yolanda is terrible, is it? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it does get a bit monotonous, particularly since a lot of my recreation I do in the same room that I'm working in. So Yes, it's uh, it's kind of hard to get out of that small area when you're – you know, your hobbies and your work are all in there. Yeah, exactly. So this thing has really affected um, pretty much everything, hasn't it? Like every, everything we do. So even our hobbies, it's having an impact on. Um, some for better because you're picking up hobbies that maybe you wouldn't have done before uh, and some for worse because you can't go and do them. Like D&D now has to face the, the battle of online as well. Yes. So on that note, we're going to move to our next seg- segment, which is In Memoriam. Now, those that watch the Oscars, um, and I pity the fools it does, uh, if you watch the Oscars, you will know that uh, every year they do a segment where they mourn the loss of a stars for that year. 
And this is a pretty similar segment, except we're going to mourn the things that we can't do at the moment. So we're going to go through a list. Matt and I will read them. Yolanda, you can too. Let me just blow up my list here. Read them sequentially. So the first thing that COVID-19 has seen us give up, going to the movies. Uh, It has also seen us give up visiting games or collectible shops. It's also stopped these guys from podcasting face-to-face. And yet you're still here. Playing D&D was on my list. Yes, and uh, as a very similar thing, playing tabletop games of any kind, card games, board games. EB game sales. EB game sales, oh, that is, that's hitting me <laughs> where it hurts. Uh, as well as the, obviously, JB Hi-Fi sales. Absolutely. And leaving the house often for exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Uh, that's not going to happen. But thankfully, like Lazarus, they will rise from the dead. It's something to look forward to. So, um take this opportunity to thank Yolanda for joining us you can yes thank you and we'll get back to the serious podcasting Matt if you have uh, any ideas as well in regards to what has died temporarily in your geek life drop us a line at our Facebook page this is starting to feel pretty somber but um, let's spice things up a bit yeah, um, with some plague movies. <laughs> some plague movies. <laughs> so, you know, people are discussing, I've heard it at work even, talking about um, their favourite plague movies. And so I thought I'd ask you the question, um, Matt, are there any movies that you can think of that involve some sort of plague or disease or something contagious that uh, you actually like? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, this isn't really the plague apocalypse I was putting my money on. Um, <laughs> I would have had my money on zombies. Yeah. Uh, which is why my probably top plague contagion movie is a zombie movie. Right. Which one? Uh, There's plenty to the choose best from. Of the zombie movies, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. That is a brilliant movie. Yeah. It is a brilliant movie. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't believe I don't have that on my list. I'm an yes, idiot. Yes, I was reading your list and I, I saw that wasn't <laughs> on there and I went, oh, I've got him. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good, I think you win that one. That's for, that's for sure. Anything else, though? Or, or tell us the um, reason why you like Shaun of the Dead. I mean, apart from the obvious reasons, which is all of it. Well, apart from the obvious reasons, which is, yeah, the, the plots, the actors, the characters. <laughs> the com- um, comedy. The, the comedy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just really is one of the perfect movies. It, um, is, a, it is a wonderful movie, yeah. Uh, you know, great little one-liners, you know, Cornettos, and yeah. uh, that was great. Um, I just I just really like the humour of it, and I do love zombie movies. Um yeah, you know, um, Zombieland uh, is fantastic. The Resident Evil series, uh, yes. I really like those. Yep. Um, uh, you know, the they're not exactly the more, more like serious, dark versions of uh, zombie movies, but uh, uh, yeah. they're some of my favourites by far. You picked up on a few of mine. I really like uh, Resident Evil as well. They got a little bit silly, but that's okay. Started off nice and strong, as always yeah. they do. Like, there was like, a couple of them. I mean, for me, I really like I Am Legend, which is not really... A plague insofar as uh, I guess it was administered to people, a cure for cancer, and then it, you know, had these side effects. So I guess I guess yeah, it kind the, of is and kind of isn't at the same time. I don't know. The ending's a little bit iffy on that one as uh, well. Yeah. And I think there's like two versions of it, and I think they're both pretty poor. But uh, 28 Days Later, I really like. Um, yeah, that one's a good one. What about 28? Uh, was it 28 Weeks Later? Weeks Later. I think that was like the sequel or something. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Those movies are great. And, you know, the fast, ravenous zombies are always pretty scary. And 12 Monkeys as well, where you have time travel and uh, a world-ending apocalypse um, because of a a viral infection. So, 
Yeah, that one's pretty good as well. And, of course, it has uh, Bruce Willis in it. Yes. And you're always going to get good value when Bruce Willis is in a movie. I'm sensing a segue. Oh, yes, you are. I was going to talk about these movies for longer, but i got to say at the moment that things are naturally heading in this direction because, as promised, we were going to recast Die Hard, and I've called this segment Die Hard, Recast with a vengeance, because I have no shame. You, you are shameless. That is a perfect word to describe you. <laughs> yes. Uh, look, as you all know, that um, Hollywood is pretty desperate to make money all the time. And rather than actually invest time and uh, creativity in doing new good stuff, they pretty much decide to reboot or recast and redo things. Let us not forget the travesty that was Ghostbusters. I'm trying to. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, so because nothing is sacred in the pursuit of the almighty dollar, we've decided that we would play the um, the villains here and recast Die Hard, which is a, a movie that is pretty much perfect. I watched it the other night. I hired it on a, a movie streaming service and sat down and watched it with Yolanda. It was fantastic. I loved every minute of. I didn't realize it was more than two hours long. Yeah, it's um, it goes really quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the first little part does drag on a little bit, but once the action sort of kicks in, it's a uh, yeah. You, you just don't realize you're sitting there for that long. Mm. I mean, even even though the, the beginning is a little bit long, um, it does set up the character of it does. John McClane. Yeah. Um, because you know, like when he's talking to the um to Argyle, the uh, limo driver, you get to know a bit more about. John McClane's character and how he interacts with people and the kind of person he is and even the guy on the plane who tells him yeah, to exactly. scrunch his toes when he gets off, back, yeah. <laughs> which is a, just a blatant setup for him not to be wearing shoes of course. and, you know, having to run over glass and stuff, but that's okay. I'm can... almost almost surprised the guy didn't turn to the camera and wink when he said it, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. But I think we can forgive those things. This is made back in a time when people didn't analyse movies to the nth degree. And even though that wasn't the case, they, they, Die Hard still stands up, you know, with the performance of Alan Rickman um, what can you say? It's just perfect. It really is, yes. So, and look, I mentioned um, to a friend about Die Hard. And, well, in fact, I posted it on Facebook, that's right, watching Die Hard for research for the podcast. And a friend of mine posted, best Christmas story ever. And I like your friend. No, 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 no. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. If it is, if, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then Deep Blue Sea is a well-made nature documentary, just missing the um, voiceover. It has Christmas music. <laughs> yes. It has snow. It has Christmas decorations. Snow. It has a, a corpse in a ho-ho-ho jumper. Okay, well, uh, that's definitely Christmas. <laughs> it, it has everything you need in a Christmas no, movie. No, no, it no. has death. It has... Uh, you know, lots of blood. It has a reconciliation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just like mm -hmm. any family Christmas event. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Anyway, let's get down to the casting because we could discuss that topic and we have done um, ad nauseum before. So yes, let's get down to casting it. How did you find doing this? I found it really difficult. Yeah. Some characters I found incredibly easy and others I struggled with. Uh, we also did talk amongst ourselves briefly before this happened. I uh, managed to lose half of my list, which I've remembered most of, but I am still missing two off the top of my head. So if I don't remember them by the time we talk about them, I'll put a post up on our Facebook page with my complete list and, and I'll get you to do the same and people can uh, choose which ones they think are better or give us their own lists. Sure. Well, I'll go through my list first. Shall we do that? Sounds yeah, I'll, good. I'll complete my list first and then you can or go. Or should we, should we go character and then we each give our 
All right. Well, let's do that. Yeah. Maybe that'll help spark your memory too. So John McClane, mm-hmm. obviously he's the main character. Who'd mm-hmm. you pick? So I've chosen someone that's not exactly young, but Bruce Willis wasn't when he did it either. He was 33. Uh, yeah. I think Carl Urban. Okay. He was on my list too for a while. Yep. I can see how he would fit. In fact, um, Carl Urban, I even thought about as the bad guy for a while. But um, which is, yeah, yeah, it's funny because I've I've seen your list and your good guy I had as a, a possible for my bad guy. So <laughs> they obviously are quite interchangeable. That's it. Well, for mine, um, I picked Chris Pine, who obviously yes. played Captain Kirk in the reboot. So I thought he's reboot Pine. So let's stick him into this movie. Why not? He can just be the reboot of everybody. <laughs> That's right. He can just reboot all beloved characters. I put him in there because um, he does have comedic timing as well as a bit of action-y um, chops about him as well. So I thought I'd stick him in there. Um, and he's a decent actor. He is a decent actor, yeah. yes. So, yeah, Carl Urban's really good too. And, hey, Star Trek. Star Trek. That's the common he link was, he, here. he also, I'll give you this, you're talking about he's, um, you know, helmed a reboot. Uh, Carl Urban did Judge Dredd. Yes, of course. I like that movie. I'm not sure what your opinion on it is, but I like that movie. I, I liked it too. I also liked him in Xena. I like Carl Urban in anything. He's <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Let's not drift too far away. Holly McLean. So this is the wife who, and I, I've only picked characters that uh, either interact directly um, or have significant speaking parts. Um, so yes. interact directly with the main characters or have uh, significant parts. So for Holly, I was looking for someone that was pretty smart because she has a secret to keep and she needs to mm-hmm. try and keep it. So you need someone that's, you know, not a, a ditz. So who did you come up with? This is the one that I can't actually remember. So there's two of them. So bom, this, bom. this one, uh, yes, and, uh, and a bit Hang further on. on, Carl is who I can't remember. There we go. That's, that's what we have Perfect. for you. Thank you. So I will, <laughs> I will try to find my complete list on my laptop somewhere and post it. You're um, going to have to post it on the Facebook page because will, people yes. are wanting to know what have you done to their beloved there, diehard. There are, there are numbers of people. <laughs> so. so for me, I went with Emily Blunt. Um, uh, yeah, I can I can see that. She's maybe a little bit more action-y than I would give um, to Holly. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But I think if you put her in a nice dress, high heels, a lot of makeup, you know, mm-hmm. if she's not equipped, give her a high enough heel, she's not equipped to do anything other than barely stand. That is true. <laughs> but I thought, you know, she needs to be someone who's a bit clever because she's, you know, obviously in the movie she's trying to hide the fact that John McClane has any relation to her at all. Um, yes. So you need someone who's a decent actor. Emily's um, quite good in what she does, so I thought uh, she'd be good for that. Now the next one, Argyle, the limo driver. Yes. Now he's not a main character, but he does interact quite a lot with John McClane, so he I does. thought I'd included him. This is the one I found probably the easiest or one of the two I found the easiest. Yeah, I found this one easy too. So who'd you go for? So I've, I've actually got two that are tossing up between them, which is uh, Kel Mitchell from Keenan and Kel. Okay. Uh, or, or Eric Andre, um, who I don't know if you recognize him. Uh, a lot of people would mostly know him from a meme, uh, which is the, he shoots somebody and says, you know, why would blank do this? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, now I know who he is. Because yes. before you mentioned that, I had no clue. It's exactly he's he's been on a couple of shows. He's got his own show on Nickelodeon, <laughs> I think. Okay. But um, uh, yeah, that's that's probably what he's most known for at the moment. Yeah. So I have two people for this one as well, um, because I had one person that I thought was perfect because he's funny, 
Um, and he can, you know, I think he can pull off any kind of comedic role, um, even a small one. Because, you know, if someone says they're doing a, re- a redo of Die Hard, even famous people would like to be in it. But I wasn't sure whether oh, it would yes. be too much of a small role for Kevin Hart. Well, he does like filling small roles. Well, that's a very um, insensitive pun to make about his height. But yes, because uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, he'd play that role of um, really well with the humour and and comedy and it could potentially grate John McClane. But in the movie, the humour didn't actually. He yeah. you know, made him smile and things like that. You know, wasn't going to laugh out loud. Kevin, but Kevin Hart's very loud though. Yeah, he is very loud, which yeah. is why I had a backup. Damon Wayans Jr., yeah, I can get behind that one. Yeah, um, so I thought he would be pretty good in that um, as well. He has a comedic background, obviously, and uh, he was also done some acting, some voice acting as well. So, mm-hmm. but he's someone that could uh, definitely do that. So the next one's Joseph Takagi. Have you remember who who you pick for that one? I do remember. Um, funnily enough, there was only one man that came to mind uh, instantly for me. Which is interesting because I actually checked the list afterwards uh, and I think you had a similar thought. Oh, right. And who is your selection then? My selection is Ken Watanabe. <laughs> yes, that's mine as well. I thought he'd be perfect. I, I can't think of a, a better quintessential Japanese businessman. No, um, I was actually thinking about someone else initially, the guy from Iron Chef. Oh, uh, okay, You yes. know, but he, he has... Um, a whole bunch of uh, Asian heritage and he was mm-hmm. born in Hawaii. And I thought, no, I want to focus more on the Japanese because it's central to the story. Yeah. Well, so, that, that is true. That, and that's why I ruled out uh, Chow Yun-Fat as well. Yeah. Um, because he, I think, would have done a great job, but um, is Chinese, I believe, not Japanese. Yes. And that makes a difference because Takagi is a Japanese name, presumably. Um, so, yes. yes, Ken is my selection too. Now, this, I think, might be the most upsetting selection of all, and that is who is Hans Gruber? Yeah, this one was an interesting one. I had, because I also rewatched it, and, you know, you remember him being very calculating and menacing, and, uh, but he also, he's not a big man. He's a quite small man in this, uh, and, like, the scenes where he's pretending to be, um, Tough a, guy. a hostage with with John. Oh, yes. Um, he he's a very very small scared man, mm. um, which kind of throws out mine a little bit because the guy I chose is definitely can be menacing, but he's not exactly a small man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I chose Tom Hardy. Okay, definitely not a small man. No, and particularly if he has the the venom thing going on. <laughs> no, well, I could you see a crossover? Them, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that's a good selection. I was actually um, thinking about him at some point as well because uh, I found the whole process quite exhausting. I was basically looking yes. for a bunch of names then I kind of, you know, mixed them all about and, and, and saw where they fit. Now, when I was watching it, I thought this guy is not so much an action man. He's more the boss. He lets all the others do the heavy lifting. He comes in with the shiny gun and does the spectacle. He interviews the people when they don't give him what he wants. He blows their brains out. But otherwise, all the heavy lifting is done by other people. I thought, you need someone who's in command. So I chose Michael Fassbender. I can see that. Um, 
Not entirely, but yeah, I can see it. I, ideally, I'd love a cross between the two of them, between <laughs> Fassbender and uh, and Tom Hardy. I don't know if, if that's had, legal yet. <laughs> yeah, if they had some sort of an illegitimate love child, um, <laughs> I think that would be perfect. I was actually more thinking about, um, you know, some kind of genetic splicing, but yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so Michael Fassbender, for me, I mean, it helps as well that uh, he can do German accent, uh, as he's mm-hmm. played German characters before. Um, is he German? No, he's English, I believe. Okay, very good. But yeah, he's um, obviously played Magneto, who... Did he have a German accent? I can't recall now. Probably making a fool of myself. But uh, I don't know. I look at him and I think, yep, German. So because that's stuck in my brain, uh, for better or worse, um, I have put him in there. Because you needed someone who's a decent actor. You do. You can't have Hans Gruber without his offsider, though. And this guy only has a first name. His name's Carl with a K, but he's the only you know, middleman um, that I've had there because he has a lot of interaction with... Well, he is essentially the second in command. Yeah. The, uh, the terrorists. Exactly. So I thought uh, he'd be a good addition. So who have you selected? This is the other one that I lost. And for the life of me, I can't remember his name because he's not a very well-known... Yes, yeah. yeah, I get that because when I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, no one that's an A-lister is going to do this and it's too too heavy with A-listers if you did that. So I was looking for someone who's kind of like a yeah second string and mm-hmm. uh, I came up with Jamie Campbell Bower. Uh, he's not well known. He plays a character in the uh, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street alongside Johnny Depp. He plays the love interest of Depp's uh, daughter. In fact, the original Hans Gruber was in that movie too. But he also played in the original Harry Potter films, Galat Grindelwald. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah, he, he has like the – really, the only thing that gave it to me was the fact that he has long hair. Yeah. Because <laughs> Carl um, has long blonde hair. But, yeah, I wanted someone that was not too well known but can is selected to parts enough that he obviously can act pretty decently. So, mm. right. Now, this is probably – the unsung hero of the entire movie. Oh, most definitely. Sergeant Powell, the Sergeant cop that Powell. everybody loves because he is a quintessential copper. So I was looking for someone because, you know, Powell was a little bit traumatised after he had mm-hmm. an issue at work and he shot a young uh, kid and he said he could never pull his gun out on anyone again. And so yes, he was well, a desk jockey and he found himself in the middle of a massive issue. He did and he, he acquitted himself quite well. He did. Who is your selection? So I have two for this one as well. Um, just because they are almost the same character. And it was really hard between them. Uh, so Sergeant Powell is obviously a uh, very recognisable, larger man. You know, he's, he's not exactly a young, fit uh, policeman. Yep. So I have two choices, which is Mark Christopher Lawrence. Okay. Who, if you're unsure of who he is, he is Big Mike from Chuck. Okay, right. I think, uh, yeah, he would do quite a good job of that. Or uh, or Frankie Faze uh, is the other one who is, he's been in a few different things, but what sort of made me think of him in that role is, have you seen the movie White Chicks? Yes, I have. He is the chief from White Chicks. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Good choice. Yes. Good choice. And um, you have people that know him associate him with a role of law enforcement, so that's, that's good. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I went for a bit more of a serious take on that cop because he has that deep, dark history there where he, you know, is a bit deeper than just, you know, what you'd expect. So I've picked Jeffrey Wright. 
Now, Jeffrey Wright is probably best known for what he's currently doing with Westworld. Can't remember the name he, uh, the name of the character he plays, uh, but he's also in The Hunger Games, and he's a fantastic actor. And I think he does a really he good is. job of um, doing the you know hidden depths sort of mm. kind of characters. Um, so I, I've picked him as my selection for that. So that's our cast. Now, do, have you ended up recalling who you're going to cast as Holly McLean? No, it's it's just a blur at the moment. So it'll, it'll go up on our Facebook page. I told you, uh, you should stop day drinking, mate. You, well, it's quarantine. <laughs> what else are we going to do? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that is our cast and probably some selections there that you probably hate and um, maybe some you like. So would like to know what your thoughts are. Perhaps you have some other suggestions. Please, by all means, jump onto the Facebook page and let us know. So Matt, we do have a segment which I have named terribly called Show Me Yours, um, yes. which is slightly suggestive, but really all Especially it is... Especially with our webcams turned on. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. But obviously it's nothing untoward. We'd never have that on this podcast. It's basically a segment where people can share their fandom with us. Now, obviously this segment can't go ahead right now. You were going to introduce me, Matt, actually, to the world of D&D. Yes, um, I was. What I was thinking we could do, which would be great if we weren't all stuck at our own homes, would be to um, catch up with you at some point and go through the process of making a character of your choice, mm-hmm. um, which we will still do. And maybe if we are stuck apart for longer than we expect, we can maybe do it um, as we're doing this podcast uh, over the internet. But for now, unfortunately, it has put a bit of a halt on that plan. Yes, it has, which is unfortunate, but, you know, that's something to look forward to. We can add all these things up. We're going to move on to the next segment now, which is talking about Star Wars, the Clone Wars season seven, the last season. <sighs> Meh. There was a heavy sigh. Meh. Meh. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's just it's, it doesn't feel the same. Um, it it doesn't. The animation's definitely different. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it is. It is just a little bit off. Um, I sort of, in my head, I'm likening it to playing Fallout 3 to them playing Fallout 3 New Vegas, which is the immediate <laughs> expansion made by two completely different studios and were two completely different games. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It, it feels that way. It's a little thing, but I don't like how the lightsabers move, but that's just, I don't know what, I, I don't know what the difference is. It's just something about that. And I don't know, they're doing these three story arcs, which I think are completely fine. The first three were okay. Um, but I think it kind of drags the stories out longer than it needs to for yeah, it you is know, a little bit an slower. animated uh, series, but that's okay. But the last three I thought were with, with which had Ahsoka in it, which is, you know, I love Ahsoka. Me I too. found them a bit... My favourite. Meh. Mm. I was a bit disappointed, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I don't know whether this has just got final season uh, which is my technical term for when series fluff the final series. Which is yeah. easy to do. I mean, you know, and, and it's always going to be difficult satisfying fans who have wanted something for so long or have been mm. looking forward to something. It's always going to fall flat with a few of us. And, yeah, unfortunately, at this stage, if I were going to say, you know, is it is it good, I'll have to say it's okay. And that's it. Yeah, it's it's not it's not terrible, but it's not, you know, it's I don't rush every night to go watch it when it's released. No, and look, to be honest, I was a bit like that with Picard, but... Um, yeah, that's probably a topic for another time. I'm not as negative about Picard now as I was before. So. It, it sounds like you're just a miserable old man now. I am just a sad person. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, but like that was a secret. All right. So, Matt, um, we discussed earlier about the things we were doing to keep busy. So, Matt, you were actually schooled by Scott, a listener, not former co-host Scott, offering no. a fact check or to replace you as gaming guy. Right now, I did yes, tell him in his dreams. <laughs> I did tell him that I would have you flogged for the error, but conveniently, there's a pandemic on, and we're there, physically there distancing. So it is. we we did float the suggestion of possibly me just spanking myself, but again, <laughs> you're the only one that can see my camera. Yeah, so yeah. You spanking yourself over the webcam probably not um, something you want to be caught doing. That's for sure. But I think this whole thing is a conspiracy, so you can get out of it. But that's okay. And we'll actually be chatting to Scott shortly on an unrelated topic, though. So how about in the meantime, Matt? You tell me what you've been playing. Yeah, certainly. Well, I mean, everybody's stuck at home, so everybody's been playing a lot more. We uh, we spoke earlier about uh, you playing a bit of crickets and possibly some football coming up. Yes. I, uh, as last time, have been playing Division, uh, Division 2, uh, starting to drop off. I, I was listening to our previous podcast and I said that I'll probably get maybe two or so weeks out of it, knowing my friends and <laughs> how quickly they get bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got about two weeks out of it. So uh, that <laughs> worked out quite well. How's that for accuracy? Well done. Yeah, exactly. It's like I know them. Um, we have jumped back into a previous game that we played a while ago, Borderlands 3. That's just got a couple of updates um, and a couple of a, a DLC expansion, uh, which has been good. I've been playing that the last couple of nights. Animal Crossing on the Switch has come out. So, so okay. Scott, who we mentioned previously, and I have been playing that together. I do feel a little bit let down. I, I feel just disappointed in what's happening right now because with this whole coronavirus quarantine eb games are releasing a lot of games early okay they released final fantasy 7 remake early which i've been waiting for that game for five six years right i bought it digitally and it hasn't released early for me so everybody i know has gone and picked <laughs> this game up and i log into my playstation every day and it says four days until i can download it oh well you're just gonna have to wait doesn't that I'm, suck i'm being punished by <laughs> Doing what they ask and pre-ordering it and buying it digitally. And now I am being punished. Well, that's good. You probably deserve some punishment anyway. I probably. And you're yes. getting it from the, the thing you love, games, who, who always have your back. They, they've been there for me my whole life and now they've <laughs> abandoned me. Well, I am actually, apart from the teasing, I am sorry to hear that. Because I know what it's like being stuck at home and not a lot to do. I mean, like I said, I've been playing cricket and I really want the AFL game just to get my sport fix. And I'm not like a big sporty person, but I thought, well, if I can do it, it will take me back to my heydays when I used to umpire in, in the local league. Whatever I can do to try and get back my youth. Um, so that's what you've been doing, Matt. Anything else that's to add? That's what I've been doing. Um, oh. No, I don't think I've been playing anything else other than that. So I'm having a, a bit of a think. It's been a while since we did the last episode, but uh, I think that's about it. Okay, great. Well, thank you for the update. And uh, we do have something new coming up, a new segment. And it's with thanks to listener Scott that we are introducing our brand new segment, Welcome to Unpopular Opinion, Matt. It's a time in the show when you give us a call and share us your unpopular opinion. Matt, I don't mean you specifically. I mean those that are listening. I have many unpopular opinions. It's okay. (laughs) That's right. Joining us on the phone is Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you doing? Good. Thank you, guys. Now, Scott, what is your unpopular opinion? (laughs) Well, (laughs) my unpopular opinion was that Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man. Yeah, okay, so the best Spider-Man out of what? Out of the three Spider-Man? Out movies? of all of them. Yeah, we, we're only saying movies, we're not saying cartoons. Yes, yeah, sorry, just the, the, the movies, yeah. You do realise... As an that, actor, you know, okay. as an actor. You do realise this is absurd, don't you? No, it's not absurd. <laughs> no, it's, not, 
not absurd. I'm oh, pretty. I will give you, he is definitely in the top three of the. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where would you have him, Matt? I mean, I would have him below Tom Holland, right? Uh, below Toby Maguire one <laughs> and two, but above Toby Maguire three. Ah, yes. Well, that goes without saying. I think whenever you think about Toby Maguire, you don't count number three, do you, Scott? No, of course not. <laughs> Toby Maguire number three was just absolutely horrible. All right. Um, so according to, yeah, according to you, Andrew Garfield is a superior Spider-Man. Now, that's obviously outrageous. So <laughs> what, what, makes you think, what, what makes you think he's the, the superior Spider-Man out of all of them? Oh, there's many, many reasons, obviously. Well, there's no one reason. Well, please, I mean, enlighten like, us. I'll put it out there that I don't dislike... Tom Holland or, or Tobey Maguire. That's that's obvious. Um, I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. Like ev- everyone, I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. Yeah. But now when I started making this decision was after the first, I want to say after the first uh, Homecoming. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I was like, okay, now we've seen, we've seen Tom Holland now. I was like, yeah, look, I love the movie. Actually, it's still one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. But uh, as an actor, I believe Andrew Garfield was better. Now, there's a few reasons. I think his his acting skills, his acting like chops, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, um, is way better than Maguire at his time as Spider-Man and Tom Holland, especially after the first movie. Now, granted, Tom Holland during Infinity War and and uh, like Endgame and stuff, amazing. What an what a performance, you know. Okay. Yep. But I think uh, overall, Andrew Garfield much better. His humor, I think he gets the Spider-Man humor better. He has those like little quirps and quips right on time. Like, you know, there's that scene where he's got a dirty face and Aunt May asks him, you know, Oh, why is your face dirty? And he's like, I was cleaning the chimney. She's like, I don't, ha- we don't have a chimney. He's like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfectly timed. <laughs> All right. Little, little things that meant Spider-Man's meant to have. And I just don't think the others quite get it. Like Tommy Maguire, besides, you know, there was a few other Actors that were funny in that movie, in the Tobey Maguire movies, but Tobey Maguire is not funny at all. He's, he's a terrible actor when it comes to, <laughs> comes to humor. Fighting words. Tom Holland, he gets it bits here and there. Again, it's more of the supporting cast, I think, that, that helps him along, um, especially when it comes to the Avengers and stuff. Like, it, it's funny because they're involved. It's not so much him. Well, um, the way he crushes on Gwen Stacy, it's like more of that awkward teenage crush. Yeah. Uh, things like that uh, it just the portrayal of all that is much better than yeah the well you know and he holds the um record as the only on-screen spider-man to let their love interest crack the skull it does so uh... <laughs> but that's another reason like that's it was so heartbreaking he does the the that whole side of things better like he saves her like he 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 nearly saves her you know he catches her with a web but he couldn't stop the momentum obviously and then you know when you visually see that like he starts to realize that she's actually dead he rips your heart out Mm. It absolutely tears your heart out. I cried in the cinema. I cry every time I see that part of the movie. I've watched it many times. Well, now we know how to upset you. Thank you. We'll put that as one of your weaknesses. (laughs) Matt, I've been watching you make some faces throughout that. Well, I think we've given Scott enough time. Um, Yeah, look, I'll give him Andrew Garfield does do Spider-Man well, but he does an older Spider-Man well. He's not not the the young, fresh Spider-Man. And that was the thing, like, the, the Andrew Garfield one still had the origin story built into it. So he does the older Spider-Man well, but he's thrust into the younger Spider-Man role. Whereas I think Tom Holland does the younger, more awkward, uh, you know, cocky, but less 
cocksure version of uh, Spider-Man. It'll be better. True. There's the other thing of Spider-Man, though, as well, of, you know, like Spider-Man's intellect. You know, like yes. Tobey Maguire, like, I mean, he shoots webs out of his wrists biologically, which is just absurd. But, um, you know, like Tobey Maguire. You're and, saying that's and, absurd. We are talking about Spider-Man, a guy who can walk on walls. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Toby, um, Tom Holland and, and um, Andrew Garfield both don't both display like the smarts a bit more. Um, but also, I think Andrew Garfield's, he shows a bit more of like his little little gadgets and stuff that he makes, and like obviously his uh, his things with um, like formulas and stuff that he does halfway through the movies, and that it just shows his intellect a bit better. I think Tom Holland's uh, it could show more. I think it sort yeah, of yeah, he does sort of rely a lot on Iron Man. Yeah, that's the uh, other thing. Iron Man movies. made his suit before that. He was wearing a onesie, like you know, <laughs> uh, uh, and all of his cool suit stuff that he does is all thanks to Tony Stark. Well, I think you've stirred a pot here. Um, I'm not sure, but so I think people... Yeah. On the, yes? I love Tom Holland. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, there is no, no retracting now. He's, it's too late. He's, he's unfriending you. He's, right. uh, he's blocking you no, on no, Instagram. Please, Tom, you know, I'm, you're still my mate. <laughs> well, make sure if you um, agree or maybe you disagree with this unpopular opinion, make sure you drop us a line on our Facebook page and tell us what you think. Well, Matt, that's been a pretty full show. Yes, we've uh, we've rambled on for quite a while tonight. We have. Um, and we want to make sure that uh, you guys join us next week. So, Matthew, thank you for joining me today over yes, the, thank you. the webcam. Yes, thank you for uh, joining me on my screen here. And, and I, I was slightly um, intrigued or horrified. I don't know what you'd call it. Probably a mixture of both. That uh, it appears that your camera is in your bedroom. Uh, yes, let's not get into that. <laughs> we won't. Uh, but if you join us next week, you will hear us talk a bunch of nonsense about stuff we love. We'll probably argue. And then we'll take you through the wormhole with an in-depth discussion about pop culture, continuity versus creativity. This podcast is produced by a small yet dedicated team. Good News Geek is not a revenue-raising enterprise, but a labour of love. Content is curated by Matt and John. Social media by... Matt and John. Edited by me, and music is supplied by purpleplanet.com. And now we close on this a quote from Arthur C. Clarke Science fiction is something that could happen, but usually you wouldn't want it to. Fantasy is something that couldn't happen, though often you only wish that it could. Thanks for joining us, Matt, and thank you for joining us here on Good News Geek. <laughs>